Hello and welcome everyone to episode 54 of the VGC Trainer School Podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake and I'm joined today by a West Coast crew. Four gentlemen have come on to join me and regale about their stories at the Portland Regional. I have with me Spicer, Tony, Dante, and Sloth Diesel. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on. I certainly do appreciate it. Uh, Spicer, we'll start with you. Welcome back. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Thanks, Jake. Um, you might hear a cat meowing. Uh, that's my cat. And... He's just very needy, and he wanted to say hi. That's cool. And I will try to edit it out when I can. But, That's uh, fine. Doing pretty good. Uh, we'll start out by saying I went 5-4 in Portland, so I remain, Ooh. in quotes, good-looking, as they say. Yes. yes. If you go 5-4, it means you're handsome. Yep. <laughs> Mission success. Cool, cool. Well, uh, happy to have you back. Uh, Tony, welcome in as well. How are you doing? Um, I am fucking hideous because I went uh, six three. So, you, I know. I'm <laughs> no, gross. it just means it just means you know if you get to at least five four, then you're then you're you know then you're handsome. Anything beyond that, you know, you're still handsome, but I guess progressively nah. more and more so. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, no, I went six three at Portland. Um, I went out in probably the worst way possible, but it's cool. Like you know, it it doesn't happen, but it happened, and I'm not going to talk about it. Are you sure? I mean, this is a safe space. So okay, it's not yeah, like so, you like self targeted or something. Oh, thanks. Is that well, <laughs> just <laughs> so yes, I self targeted myself. I took out my own frigograph with the thunderbolt. I was actually sitting right next to the sloth when it happened, and yeah. I just said, "Fuck!" really loud. And it was just like depressing <laughs> after that. Dude, I, I got swept by a simple numble today. So I you, I, I know <laughs> you really you really just wanted to see what would happen and you let it happen. It, yeah. It's 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 partly that and partly I just couldn't stop it. So basically, <laughs> you know, no no reason to feel bad for sure. You you yeah. did you did you did great. If it makes you feel any better, I accidentally clicked flare blitz instead of snarl into a chiu so we both misclicked and ruined our run. oh did you did you hit yourself i didn't hit myself but uh, <laughs> you know that's like definitely not even half as bad as what you did but just saying <laughs> no it was it was a fun experience so i i will say as a sloth is my witness because he is a portland local uh i did dominate the locals a little bit just a little until yeah then. that's true yeah our local then. pc Tony just went straight 5-0 and took out all my boys. But yeah. That's pretty sick though. That's uh that's that's proof of uh proof of product that the team works, you know. It was uh, a lot of luck. Um nah, tons of what skill. sucks is uh I lost to that same dude that got you out of day two. Uh and during day two, he was my first round. Oh really? There's he, nothing he, I could do about it. <laughs> I had such it, a bad matchup. Uh, the team is so weird, but you know, I that's know. a that's a subject for another time. But yeah. I just I just know 
I would have won, and it pisses me off. I wish you did. Then I wouldn't have had to play him round one day two. Yeah, exactly. See? Draw the cards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll certainly get into that later on. Uh, Our next co-host, guest star coming on, a newcomer to the podcast. Welcome in, Dante. So tell us a little bit about who you are, how you doing, you know, just uh, what's cooking. Cool. Right on. Yeah, I'm Dante. Um, West Coast, Las Vegas VGC. Been doing really good lately uh, at the local events. Uh, net a couple, wait, one, one, uh, what do you call it? A PC win and then second place in another, cutting some limitless tours and then had a really great time at Portland Regionals, man. Went up against a couple of regional champions and uh, had the opportunity to see how they play. Really validating as well on a top 32 placement. So feeling good. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, how is this? Uh, was this the highest or like best that you performed at a regional or have you uh, gone beyond this? No, most definitely. That's got to be the highest I performed. The regionals in the past were like uh, a little more... I guess I, I just wasn't prepared as much. You know, I I hear other people call this legacy skill or something like that, but it's been a couple of years I've been playing VGC and it's finally feel like I'm hitting my stride. That's cool. That that that's a that's a nice flow state to get into, you know, when you're just like things are feeling good and you're, you know, things are maybe like they're kind of like starting to slow down a little bit where you're feeling uh like you're making some right decisions and building some right teams and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, it's confidence. It's really it's starting to feel good. <laughs> that's sick. That's good. Well, I'm very happy for you. Congrats thank, on thank uh, on thank the thank finish. You. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Totally. And last but certainly not least, welcome in Sloth Diesel. So you are returning to the pod because you were on the uh, the Portlandia episode that we did a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, Spicer ended up inviting a couple of us to uh, do the podcast, and it was really fun. And I really appreciate y'all inviting me back and putting me back on. Cool. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode now, guys. Because yeah, that was fun. Everything he has to say in that episode now has more substance. Absolutely. <laughs> really? So, uh, so, so, what have you been up to? What, how's you? How's you doing? Uh, I'm good, actually. Just coming off uh, 40th place, I got my first day two at Portland too, which was right. also the best I've done. Like, super excited about that. Um, and. Similar to Dante, I felt way more prepared for this one. I went back home to Fort Lauderdale to visit my family for Christmas and kind of just took the time to hang out with them and just, you know, run calcs, do some training. And I was just really excited to be able to do as well as I did. Um, I got to go up also against some like really top level players. And uh, yeah, I've been at VGC for about a year now and also similar to what was said is I would just really feel like this was validating and I'm just ready to take this even further. So. Right. That's great. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of nice. Like when you are able to, you know, see some family or friends or whatever, but then you get like, you know, a little calc in here and there just to, you know, stay on your game, which is good. Yeah. It was nice. Cool. Cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, welcome guys in uh, for me, nothing really, major just kind of doing something laddering here and there uh like i said i lost to a uh <laughs> simple numal with uh psych up it was it was decorate 
uh, was alchemy into oh, simple yeah. numal with uh, stockpile and flame charge into Flamigo that didn't even have co-star <laughs> next to <laughs> Klefki with Psycho. What? And at that point, I was just like, this is... This is where I just switch over to, to random battles for the for the rest of the day. Um, and I promptly swept somebody with bulk up Electivire. So I was like, all right, I feel I feel better now. Whoa. But uh, beyond that, um, yeah, it's kind of just kind of enjoying watching Portland. So very cool to, you know, see it on YouTube, but really for you guys to actually be there. It must have been very exciting because like for a new regulation to get into and stuff like that, that's always a. Pretty cool, I imagine, because like what was like Orlando was like right first time with Regulation B, and you know others have happened like that in the past. So um, we will certainly get into that, and that is going to be the main topic of the show. We do have some news just to jump into first. So as we always do, let's kick that off. Some of it is actually pretty significant. So uh, Spicer, I'll have you do this first one, please with the new information regarding the Pokemon World Championships for Japan. Pokemon Company has announced the qualifying circuit for the Pokemon World Championships for Japan this year. As with past years, there'll be several online competitions globally which serve as qualifiers for their main tournament. And from there, a special online competition will run for those players. And the top 64 will be given a place in the Japan Championships on June 1st and 2nd. Competition runs from February 2nd through the 4th, March 1st through the 3rd, and March 29th through the 31st, with a special invite-only competition for the top 150 players and each of those running on April 21st. The online competitions will run Regulation F rule sets, while live competition in June will run the unannounced Regulation G rule set. I'm excited to know what that will be, so I can play it in LA. I still, I still I really don't know what else it could be. Right. Uh, I guess they could introduce a restricted. Or don't you say that? What I'm what I'm that. hoping is we get an announcement on Pokemon Day in February that there's going to be another like a, a third DLC. What? There better be because I'm so sick of that looking at the corner of the map and just like having that blacked out area, and I'm just like I just <laughs> want to go to the corner and sit there and just so I can finally say that I did it. Uh, yeah, it pisses me off that you cannot go into the corner still. I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be Blueberry Academy, and it's not. And it's just making me annoyed. Wouldn't that be uh, Kalos, since it's like France is right there? You think Kalos is just sitting in the corner of Paldea? Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard people yeah, say because that. Paldea is Spain, and mm-hmm. right next to Spain is France. Do but I, I look don't like know the if... globe? I don't know if it's necessarily yes. uh, like the same <laughs> orientation. It very it, it very well could be. Like that would be neat if that's what what you know they have there. But I'm just hoping to see Ultra Beasts and the Tapu Guardians because I think that utilizing Coco would be so fun. Yeah, I just miss Tapu Finny, my beloved. Yeah, I'm um, so sick of the lack of misty terrain in the meta. Guzzlord yeah. with the Terra. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just put a giant heart on it or something. <laughs> Love Lord. Um, yeah, you're cooking. You're like simple numal over here with that. Hey, you better watch out. I swept Jake then. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh so yeah, so and I think so and this will be separate from like the other online 
uh, CP tournaments that they'll do. I assume. Um, I just I feel bad for Japan that like they just do these best of one ladder tours. Just like the the way the thing the way that it was talked about last year was just like so so unfortunate. I just you know wish they got something better, but same with Korea. Korea's yeah. been having it rough too. Yeah. Um okay. Speaking of things that are coming up, uh Tony, can you take this last piece of news, please? I got you. Because this is the best news ever. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? I'm ready. So the next seven star terror raid battle is hold oh, the man. applause. Hold your breath. Oh. Terrifying Blaziken. Whoa. Does it so, have a yeah. speed boost? No one Probably. Cares. I think they, they've all had <laughs> they've all had their hidden early at this point. No, no, no. One of our locals went three six with Blaziken at Portland. Oh, dude, I know. Wow, what a chance. Three six? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's you, the champ. Do you mean I, six three or are you for real? Oh, I mean six three. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah, Spice will cut that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's having fun on Twitter right now. Oh yeah, yeah. We can move past this. <laughs> like, oh, we can get this out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Anything that anything that's basically a tailwind after two turns without needing tailwind is pretty is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's Blaziken. It's terrifying. It's it might have Brave Bird. That's cool. Those are my sugar gliders. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean, you know, but the good news besides Blaziken, the actual good news is there is Blissey raids going alongside it. So you could get your uh, candy and Terra Shard rewards. And, you know, with the Terra, the Shard charm, yeah, you'll be raking in so much more than you're already doing at Blueberry Academy. Cool. So that will be from January 12th to January 14th. And then again on January 19th to the 21st. Are there going to be like stellar Terra Blissey raids? Probably not. Huh. Probably. I don't think so. I don't think there is a stellar Terra raid yet. Right. It's just you run into it in the wild. I choose to believe that there will be. I choose right. to believe that they need to. Uh, they got to eventually just throw it in there. Just throw my boy yeah, for maybe, maybe it's just hopium, but I think that they're going to do it. I think that'd be cool. Right. Did they already do Superior? No, because no. that would be the one they should do stuff. Oh man, they that'd won't. actually be sick. The, you know what they'll do? They'll do Terra Grass because they have no no other idea <laughs> on what to do with it. Like this is perfect. Give it we'll the probably do Terra Dragon. They'll do Terra Rock Embor for Head Smash. That's my actual guess. Yeah. Oh, gross. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, I wish that they would do. You know, get the let the violet folks get raging bolt at some point in a rate. That'd be cool. Yeah, as I a wish, violet folk, yeah, I would I would very much. I wish they would just that. throw us a bone. You no, I can't believe the they right did thing. that. Like, I can't they, believe they really like let uh, a version exclusive paradox mon that had such a change in the meta. Just like be a one legal right off rip and not give it what all they had to do was have a terror raid for it and then we all could have been on equal footing hopefully that's coming up hopefully yeah it has to be it's the fact that it's a one of two so it's like this the scarlet 
group, which is already, what was it, like a 35-65 split or something like that? Like, there's no reason for them to ever trade that thing. You know, I mean, you can make separate user profiles and then, like, run through it multiple times to get, like, and then they can all just connect to home. But it's still just frustrating and unfortunate. But, But all right. That is the news. So we will jump into the meat of this episode then. And basically, I'm just going to take a step back because I am very, very excited to hear about how Portland went. All four of you guys went and performed really. (laughs) You were all stellar uh, up there going at least (laughs) five, four and and above. And then a couple of day twos is really cool. And right on the on the doorstep of it as well, Tony. So uh, we'll just start off first. Uh, Dante, what'd you guys bring? Uh, okay, so I ended up bringing the Archiludon uh, stamina build, but without electro shot. It was the leftovers. All right, you brought the bridge. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it was the bridge to victory in a <laughs> lot of games. To be honest with you. Nice. Oh, I gotta look up this team right now. Yeah. So what yeah. was the what was what was the how, so how did you manage not to have electro shot on there? So um, I'm sure you guys saw the trend with all those electro shot teams running around. Honestly, there weren't many instances where it felt necessary uh, because of the way that I was using it. I was kind of playing uh, like a imagine it is mostly a defensive piece. Uh, switching in on fake out, switching in on surging strikes, switching in on uh, grassy glide, basically baiting people into hitting it mm-hmm. and then mm. using it like a fancy stamina piece. It was almost like a, think of like a passive Reggie steel or something like without clicking iron defense, I was just swapping in, swapping in. Then when I had that positioning, it was like body press, heavy slam and it was over. Yeah. Uh, Suicune helped enable that a lot. I had a Suicune as well. I think I'm actually the only person in top 128 using Suicune. Yeah. Running double dog with Entei too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall, it was a really defensive team, uh, really bulky, lots of positional stuff where it felt like I was able to outpace them in the long con. Yeah, so, you were the only Suicune in, uh, in, in day two. That's oh, that's cool. correct? Fact check? Yeah, yeah cool, cool. Uh, well, so, I think you guys need to know this. Before before we continue on, and this is just about Suicune and Jake himself. Uh, so Jake is a draft league legend because of Soikun, and they used to call him a sheer cold beer. No one called me that. Though. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. I called you that in my head. Okay, okay. And uh, he landed three sheer colds on. Was it three? No, it was just one. It, it was. It was some. It was. It was a draft league match where I was playing this guy, and he had a registeel, and he was that setting nice. up his registeel, and he went for uh, iron defense, and I was like, crap. And so I was talking to the guys in, in the Discord, and I was like, guys, I'm, I'm about to hit this sheer cold. And I clicked sheer cold into the Registeel, and it was the first one, and it went down. And the kid forfeited on that turn. Uh, because apparently they had nerfed sheer cold from 30% just as, for everybody to only 30% for ice types. So it was only a 20% chance to hit. And uh, it was oh wow, and it, it was pulled cool through. Day. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So, so sweet tune is definitely one of my favorites. So that's sheer cold beer right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so a otherwise way. on this team. Uh, yeah, we have dark type on sweet So you have double snarl because you also had it on Entei with AV. Yeah. 
Uh, that what, came um, in handy a lot. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, what booster was on Flutter? Ah, uh, that was booster special attack. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. I was able to use that. The that's man. You said that Suicune came through for you. Suicune really came through here with uh, Tailwind, Icy Wind, the Terra Dark Snarl. It was so comfortable to lead into so many matchups, and it was like, if I didn't know what to do. I could probably figure something out with Suicune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to potentially nerf your opponent either with you know dropping their special attack or getting that you know eighty percent chance of burn is uh, that's nice. And then just a lot of bulk around, and then you have like the you know Chente pairing as well. Mm -hmm. um, very cool, and I, and I, I do like your Archaludon Archaludon set because it's like. You have the Draco on there just for big damage, but then if you drop the, you know, you drop it a little bit, it's fine. Because you're hitting, you're hitting your opponents with three separate stats with body press, heavy slam, and Draco. That's very cool. I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. And that, let me tell you, this was a weird call, but that heavy slam, I believe it was actually a minus nature, like a like calm minus attack with 31 IV. But as long as it wasn't intimidated, I think heavy slam booped all the flutter mains. So that's all you need it for, honestly. <laughs> that was that was it, man. It was like, as long <laughs> as I can get rid of that thing if it's on the field, if I play into it, I feel comfortable playing it. Nice, nice. And the grass tear, of course, is for for spores and whatnot, and for yes. uh, you know rage powders. Very cool, very cool team. Thank you. Um, and sloth, you, what did you bring? Uh, yeah, I also had a chente. And uh, I went Fairy Terra Assault Vest with Snarl as well. Uh, classic Icicle Crash, Ghost Terra, Chin Pao. Um, Wellspring Mass, classic Follow Me, Bulky. Ivy Cudgel, Horn Leech, Rillaboom, High Horsepower. Uh, Choice Scarf, Lando, which uh -huh. my tech on that was Rock Tomb, which nice. was goaded throughout the day for me. I mean, nice. so many Lando eyes, I Rock Tomb, and then Ivy Cudgeled it and just took it out turn one, and it just <laughs> it felt great because... Yeah. Um, you know, Lando, I obviously, one, you have to respect the sub. I definitely didn't want them getting a sub up. And then it just does too much damage to my team. So that was really cool. And then uh, Choice Specs Flutter, pretty bulky. I had Parasong on it. Yeah. So I could like, for Dozo pretty much, um, you know, smart. Rilla Flutter with Parasong, really good into Dozo for me or Wellspring since they've been running Wave Crash. Uh, Fairy Terra came in handy for like what? So the fairy terror, essentially, I was thinking wellspring and tay on the field against like a walking wake or a um, raging bolt because of all the Draco meteors, you know, then we have to play this mind game mm -hmm. of like, do I Terra? Can you Draco mead? Or, and it's specifically walking wake. Are you going to flamethrower? Are you going to hydro steam? But I can follow me. So that was really cool. Nice. It helped out a lot. Yeah. And I'm also looking at your Entei. You went uh, fairy terror. You mentioned, yeah. or and instead of the like the standard, you know, normal Terra for the extreme speed. So yours is definitely much more of like a uh similar to that AEV uh Hisuian Arcanine set in a way, where you like you kind of want to just like hang around for a little bit and be that sort of like that offensive bulky tank. Yeah, so I actually almost ran Terra Blast instead of Snarl. Nice. I think that is something I am gonna change just because it does so much damage to all these dragons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sacred, one of my friends actually pointed out Sacred Fire, ground move, fairy move, and then a priority move is just, like, almost perfect coverage. Right. So I'm going to change that. I think I'm going to take high horsepower off Rilla for protect. 
and maybe fire Tara him. I'm I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I, this Asolves Inte wasn't as bulky as some of the others I've seen. Okay, but um, because I, I really wanted him to be fast to outspeed the Wellsprings. I had him hit like 145 speed, I think. Okay. Also, just so I can rock tomb Lando, other choice scarf Landos, and have my Ente still outspeed it. So that uh, that was nice. It didn't come up too much because obviously more incense than Lando T's, but yeah. And when and when rock tomb is kind of your only real speed control, you're kind of having to like you probably want a little bit more speed on stuff that way. Just as long as the opposing fast thing is at minus one speed. The rest yeah. of your your stuff is able to do good damage. Yeah, exactly. The nice. one thing I just wish I added a couple more points of speed into my ogre pond because I noticed it didn't outspeed uh, Lando T at minus one, and it mm -hmm. was only by a couple points. So oh. something else I'll probably change. But uh, yeah, nice. team worked out really well, and I was really stoked to Very be able cool. to pilot to the day two. Very cool. Nice. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it looks looks sick. You got the firewater grass core. Um, it's always it's always very fun and uh would you call this balance i guess pretty much yeah yeah I, 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 yeah i mean yeah that sounds good spicer chente balance i've been <laughs> thinking about taking rillaboom off too maybe for like single strike king gambit or um i had a i ran a similar team i was practicing with with a Ladius king gambit mm -hmm. so maybe Ladius there's but i'm gonna play around with it but i like the general concept Cool. The way you both brought Chente balance. That's how yeah, we did. Chente was That's just so it. good. Chente, it was. It's so good. Oh my god! And um, I know everyone's running Jolly, but I still ran Adamant, so I was just still doing like so much damage with icicle crashes and sucker punches, and it was crazy. Yeah, Ente and Ch uh, Chen Pao was the uh, fifth most used pair in Top Cut. At twenty two percent, there were thirteen Entes and twenty Chen Pao's in Top Cut, which is which is pretty cool. A lot of Fluttermane, obviously, was yeah, the, the most so good right now too. But I mean, Chen Pao and Urshifu higher than Incineroar is kind of is kind of kind of interesting to me. Incineroar only down to thirty one percent for Top Cut, which is maybe a little bit lower than I thought it might be. Um, but I think that was maybe kind of just like Incineroar was kind of down as a whole in, in, in like. I mean, yeah, it was number two in usage at forty three percent, but its conversion rate wasn't wasn't super high, you know. Going yeah. actually from day one to day two, mm -hmm. I I feel like maybe I could offer a little insight into that at least for me personally. Please, my ente is actually I straight up copy pasted the Incineroar thread that I was using uh, for the ente, so it's like it's still I had an assault vest Incineroar. And because the metagame was just so offensive, people were dropping things left and right, left and right. It was like the disruption that Incineroar would normally provide just wasn't enough. And it was like, well, Entei, you know, doesn't get fake outed, uh, mm -hmm. still gives you Flare Blitz. You get all these other bonus moves. And if you end up with Chen Pao on your team, which because there were so many Landruses around, I feel like a lot of people were like, ah, just going to run Chen Pao. It was like, it seemed like a no-brainer to just swap from Incin to Ente. Right. And, and it's funny, too, because it's like, in a way, people thought that Ente was going to fill that Dragonite role, where it was like going to be just a choice band attacker 
um, and, be, and like, but it's, it's interesting that it doesn't necessarily need that because obviously stab fire is one of the best offensive typings with, when with sacred fire, yeah. It, yeah, 50% burn is insane, but like, it doesn't need the choice band, even though it has less attack than Dragonite because of the fact that it has such a great move pool with, you know, debuff and snarl or priority or stab or, you know, ground coverage, which is nice. Assault vest is perfect on it. And you have sort of ruin on the field or not, it's able to at least like do what 60 to 70, like 65% to some things. And then you're able to finish it off with the rest of it. Certainly. You know, I'm curious, Sloth, I have a question for you about your rente because I've been telling yeah. people when they ask about it, like, you know, how did it feel to use it? I keep explaining people that it's like, it felt almost like a story mode mon where it was just kind of like <laughs> you would do jack of all trades. Like it could do one thing here. It could do one thing there. It never really took any Okos. It was just like, it felt like I was playing, I don't know, Pokemon Coliseum or something like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it felt great. Honestly. I mean, wellspring mask, wellspring mask next to Entei for me would just, it felt so good. I did and just like run chin pal flutter in the back, you know, I need a little intimidate landers, but Entei, it, it just worked with the whole team. I brought it with so many matches and like what, what was mentioned with it can't be faked out. You know, you go Entei flutter, like they can't fake you out. And mm -hmm. again, that's why um, I think Ensign is kind of going down. You can't intimidate or fake out Entei and then it can hit you for super effective damage. And then there's a flutter exactly. on the field. Exactly. But, I mean, Entei was just so good into so many things. And I think there are like a real couple really good variants running around too. Like the Citrus Berry variant looked really good on some teams. I oh, mean, like Choice Bands right. never going to be bad, right. but uh, just, yeah, the 50% chance to burn. I just, I do think it's a broken mon and I'll probably continue to play it for a while. Yeah, I think Entei is, is definitely going to be something that is here to say. I mean, the, the the buff to Inner Focus because of obviously Fake Out and Intimidate, but also the fact that it's not competing with with Dynamax, I, I think is, is going to be really nice. And just being able to switch up its moves based on whatever it wants to do, I mean, it is cool. I mean, there was a, uh, we saw what, I think an AV Dragonite in in the top eight, I believe. Um, yeah, I think it was Joe's because yeah. he's on the same team as Riley, and Riley had a right. Yeah, it's on, yeah, it's it's on, on, on Joe. It was on Joe's team. It was on yeah. Joe's team. And so, like being able to just you know mix up whatever you want to do for for that uh, for that story mode mission is uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine having Suicune. I almost wanted to put Suicune on the team for the um, you know double inner focus, and just because. Yeah, so we can just seem good. Watermon, like it's tailwind, really cool. Mm -hmm. But I had to go with Wellspring. But yeah, I can only imagine you're probably just cruising Dante. <laughs> you, you know, there were a lot of board positions where I'd lead Dante Suicune. And it was like, if they go for grass into Suicune or they go for water in Dante, I would just swap to Arcaludon. And now it's freaking quad resisted or whatever. Yeah. And then really smart. start going, going, going. Nice. Really cool team. Yeah, and, uh, as somebody uh, who brought Incineroar, it was not the move. I, it was like the <laughs> least useful mod on my team. What was the rest of the team, Spicer? Good segue. I had Ferrigiraf, Blood Moon, and what made it unique was the rest of the team. Like I had a hard trick room with Clefairy, and I also had Assault Vest Dragonite. I still really liked my team. I just didn't realize like that I didn't have Archaludon matched up like, as good as I thought I did. 
Like, I'm like, I have Blood Moon, Earth Power, and I have Urshifu, Rapid Strike, Close Combat. I'll be good. And then it's like, well, they just Terra. I'm like, oh, yeah. Didn't think this far ahead. And so I just had, like, I lost my rain matchups, and I think that was pretty much the worst part. I mean, the other one was, like, the misclick, so. But uh, Solvez, Dragonite, and Incineroar, I would probably cut from the team if I could go back. So just cut them all together? Would you, like, change up their sets a little bit? No, I just cut them all together. Like, Dragonite was cool and hard to take down, but yet all my friends are dead because he wasn't doing enough damage. Right. He was just all that's left on the field, and he was pretty good at countering Ogre Ponds, Wellsprings. But other than that, he was just not offensive enough, I'd say. And then Incineroar, there was just, like, nothing to fake out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like everything... I don't know. There, like, there were some things that fake out, but everybody leads Flutter main against me, so it didn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun team. I still think Clefairy is like cracked. Like, I'm still, I'm still running the team with Clefairy. I just didn't have my rain matchup down. That's all I could say. Archaludon, very pesky. You know, uh, Spicer. What I find interesting about what you just said is that, and this might have been the, the logic for some other Chente players, but. Uh, I had Dragonite and Incineroar and Builder, and Entei just felt like a roll compression of both of those things. I think that's how yeah. it ended up in so many places. Yeah, you were smart for making that change, and looking back, I probably would have done better if that was an Entei too, and the rest of the team could have been... I could have just had Dragonite and Entei. That would have been way better, but it's all right. True. Well, not even Dragonite. I mean, you would put a Chen Pao somewhere at that point, probably, but, you know. You live and learn sometimes just at the end of a huge regional where you should have learned before that. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Oh, well, <laughs> it's, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, but now you know. <laughs> for, Had for a next good time. time. Happy my know. boys made it. And that's all that matters. Um, and uh, Tony, last but not least, what'd you bring? Um, so I also brought, you know, just like every other regional, I always bring a giraffe with of me. Of course. Of course. I mean, you know, it, it wouldn't be me if I didn't. Uh, so I'm sticking to that. Uh, but I also I also was a Chente player. Also, I, I thought that was a clever name. I, I, I never heard it. So I was also a Chente player um, with Water Pawn. So I, I, I understand completely what Sloth's talking about, where it's like, if you lead Entei Water Pawn, you're just in like such a commanding position where it's like you you're forced to react or you're forced to switch. So it, it was it was definitely came in handy a lot. Um, but I also had uh for a graph blood moon and raging bolt in the back. Uh a lot of the time. So it was weird because a, a lot of my matchups were actually other Chente players. Um I didn't run into like the stuff that I prepared for. And my two losses were like one was Archolid on Rain, and I think that was a yeah, that was Spicer and Dante's friend. Which was which is kind of funny. It was, a lot of that was just uh, the mind game of Archalodon being Terra Grass, and I would overthink it. And it's like I would try to, you know, it, the the biggest thing for me was I I wanted to Earth Power it, but I thought it would Terra Grass, and it just never did. And I'm just disappointed in myself that I didn't Earth Power it. But um, a same lot, thing. A, me too. A lot, yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of the t- time though, I I wasn't bringing Chente. Like, I think the way that my team looked on paper is like, oh, the, you know, a lot of people prepared for Chen Pao Entei or, uh, or uh, Entei Ogre Pond. 
And then I would bring out Ferrigraph Ogre Pond, and then I would hyper voice and helping hand, uh, you know, most of my matches. Uh, a lot of the, the one thing that I am like debating now if to change is uh, I have safety goggles on Raging Bolt. And I didn't run into as many Amoongus as I did like on Ladder or in uh, Limitless Tours, which was kind of disappointing because I was like, oh, maybe I could have done something where I could like gain more power. I could have done something where just, uh, you know, like maybe I could have made it a little bit bulkier or more offensive. Uh, but that's honestly the only thing. I, I really enjoyed the team, though, is just, you know, you have the option to priority spam. You have the option to trick room. Uh, if you, most of the time, the teams that I would run into, they were not prepared for one or the other. So it was, it it was really versatile. Nice. Uh, I have a question before we go on, because you brought up Amoongus, but how did Amoongus feel for you, Dante? Uh, that's a great question. Amoongus was generally good for most of the day. Um, but I will say that two of my most prominent losses were because I brought it to the games. Uh, one was against a fancy pants friend of mine, something foster using a raging bolt with the uh, rising voltage electric terrain. Just Amoongus became oh. completely unusable in the matchup. Uh, and another was against Chup across the dozo master, man. I brought the Amoongus with the clear smog uh, I don't know if anybody saw that I had clear smog tech on there. He actually was in a post game interview on, you know, the TPCI channel. They were asking him about his day and he said he only ran into two clear smog, uh, among Uses. And in fact, the other one, I think was one of his only losses in day one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, somebody can fact check me on that. But when I brought clear smog among Us, he didn't, uh, bring Dozo. So I totally got outskilled. Brought Dozo, or I brought the uh, Clear Smog Amoongus thinking, oh, he's going to bring Don Dozo. This is my chance. This is his shining moment, and it never happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chuppa was just on it that day. On stream, he was just making the hardest reads, like such good plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic player. Fantastic yeah. player. And that was new, too, for me personally, being in, like facing down an opponent of that caliber. It was like, in some matchups where you think, oh, I have this thing for this person, you know, if the player's skilled enough, they just don't bring the thing. It's like suddenly mm-hmm. you're not even preparing correctly. So very, very skilled player. Well, and that's 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 a big part of it, too. And I was like, it was one of my questions for you guys is what was one of the like, was it a noticeable difference going from day one to day two where you had to sort of like you change the way that you played the game based on the perceived skill level or known quantity skill level of you know this person that you're now facing because the field had been whittled down to you know less than 10 percent of the uh remaining you know group Mm, sloth you go ahead with that first um yeah honestly i definitely knew going into day two that i was just gonna have to play my ass off i ended up going against like uh ragav and michael zhang and obviously you know two of the best players in the country we got maybe even the world but uh yeah i just knew i was gonna have to pull out all the stops i was just gonna have to try to win the damage trades and like 
you know, one mess up is going to lose me the game. And um, it was just really cool getting to play those high level players, you know, and um, on my certain matches where I should have been playing and making the hard reads, I wasn't. So I feel like I could have played better. But going into day two, there was definitely a noticeable difference of competition. And you could tell just the vibes there. You could tell everyone was like a little more serious. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. And I think that that's like, that's so did that make you play different? Like, would you um, make a honestly, play that you wouldn't expect or something? No, I just tried to like make the moves that I thought I needed to make. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, this is my matchup. These, these are the mons I need for this match. And a lot of pro players are like, kind of like follow their flow charts, at least game one, you know? So if you could just make those hard reads, which like I, I I feel like I tend to try to make hard reads when I play. That's kind of just my play style. So I just tried to play the same, not overthink things too much, you know? And yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Dante? Uh, I feel like I have a really into the game theory and stuff like that. So in terms of headspace, it did feel a little different battling these trainers. It was so different, in fact, that post-game, if you guys are familiar with Pangi, Stefan Mott, mm -hmm. the regional champion, I asked him about it because I was like, man, it seems, you know, the headspace seems a little different. The plays are even a little different. Um, he discussed some things with me about how day one, it seems like a lot of times, a lot of situations, and I felt like I actually fell victim to this in day two. You play the board, right? You're just kind of going by logic, logic this, logic that. True. When I played, uh, what is it, Mr. Oh, – what is his name? Costa? Is that who I played? Shimani Costa, I think. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. Well, it, it, it's so bizarre because there were plenty of board positions where I was like, this is day two. These guys know what they're doing. I should make these hard reads right now. And – I wouldn't out of the safety of trying to be like, ah, well, let's keep playing this like kind of slow game to it's what got me here and not making those hard reads led to awful board positions against these top players because they were the ones making the harder reads. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was very, very difficult to adapt in my opinion to the higher level mind game of some of these players it's like you're facing down an ogre pond wellspring you know game one they would hammered it game two are they going to wood hammer it or are they going to expect you to swap and tear it? it stuff like that seemed a lot more volatile to me in day two compared to day one that's really that's really fascinating because it's like um it's like you you have to start making reads about reads you know, yeah, like you got a big you, brain. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, I think they're going to do this, but do they think that I'm going to do this? So if that's, the, if that's what they think, then I think I'm going to do this. And that's, yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's like, that is, that is the real metagame. You know, it's like, we have these pieces that we're able to play with whatever, but you're really just like battling this other person and what, what they're going to be doing, which is, which is neat in and of itself. And like, that's nothing revolutionary, but it is, uh, it just makes for such an exciting you know, uh, back and forth between both people. Absolutely. Um, I was there a little for that Pengy conversation. And I think he was also saying that like people expect that like when you're known that you're going to be playing out of your mind. So you just play the board and play simple. 
And I don't know. Sometimes that's... it's good just to like see how they trade damage mm-hmm. on the first game. You know, it's like, are we are we pivoting? Are we trading damage? Are they hard reading? Yeah, I think that's kind of. Smart oh, it's too. like, and that's one of the cool things about the best of three ladder, where it's like, I can't tell you how many times you lose game one. Or you win game one, but the person who like loses game one ends up actually winning the series because it's about those adjustments you're able to make, you know, and it's like, sure, you you got the first one, but it's like, did you did you blow your load on game one and you don't have any anything, anything left to be able to actually, uh, you know, stick it out for the next two games? Or do they have something your opponent that is just going to completely counter you that they didn't bring the first time that they now see is obvious or something? Yeah. I think it really raises some interesting questions about like team design or like the optimal way to play in those day twos, because it's like, if those board states are unreliable, then what are we doing? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it just, it, it suddenly turns into your, I don't know. It's like playing Pokemon squared or something, which is, which is what it is already because this game's so complicated in the first place. Right. A little bit of a VGC player. You know, all VGC players, I'm sure, think that this game is complicated. But man, bizarre how things start to fall apart when the mind game gets involved. Turns into Pokemon. Yeah, almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good analogy. Yeah, just yeah. calling each other's bluffs. <clears throat> and sometimes folding is like is the best option at that point. Mm-hmm. True. Then you can uh, make them go all in later on. Um. So one of the uh, one of the other cool things about regionals, of course, is getting to see a bunch of different teams as you go up through because you know i've only ever gone to one regional myself but it's like if you start to win and like you're you're sort of winning early it's those like that round three round four round five type of matchups where you start to see some interesting teams here and there do you guys cross any uh any interesting teams or pokemon that you maybe didn't expect to see that you didn't have a calc for already Oh, I got one for this, okay. uh, which was Armor Rouge size spam, uh, because I had like built my team for countering Iron Crown size spam, and then so when there was somebody who came with Armor Rouge, I was like, oh god, it has Wide Guard, and that like really messes up my whole team. And I was like, I have lines into Iron Crown, but not because like I had Steel types, Steel Terra's meant for my size spam matchup, you know, to wall the Iron Crown and the Ndidi, but like. Steel Terra is uh, really bad against Armor Rouge, so that just that just like really hard countered me. I didn't expect that. And then I talked to my opponent. I was like, I can't believe you brought Armor Rouge, and they're like, Oh yeah, I've been really busy with work. I haven't been able to play Reg F. I'm like, Oh my god! Wow. Oh, Spicer. Yeah, you hit one of six. There were six Armor Rouge in the 502 teams that were reported. Oh my god! Right. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> it, gets me- it gets Meteor Beam now, which is pretty sick. So what cool. the game Armor Rouge Meteor Beam? Yeah, so the new Ar- the new Armatech is Meteor Beam with a uh, power. That's kinda, yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, it's <laughs> nifty. Yep. So that's my story. <clears throat> I came across a Slow King. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Slow Galarian King, uh... or Jotoian? No, it was. I guess that would be Jotoian. Uh, that was round four against i want to say his name was rashawn rashawn shakar something along those lines he's the old one of the founders of nugget bridge if i'm not mistaken if you guys are familiar with that older website oh yeah metagame takes and stuff 
But yeah, it was expanding force. Protect, surf, and trick room. Oh. There was only one, and it had psychic seed. Dude was cooking. <laughs> yeah, man. It's <laughs> like, what in the world? So, you know, but matches like that are really fantastic because coming up with the lines on the spot, whereas you might have a flow chart into Arc Rain or Dozo Geary, it's like, okay, th- this team's awesome, dude. <laughs> like, let me figure it out, you know? Yeah. So that was easily the most astounding pick of the day was Slow King. Nice. Nice. What about you, Sloth? Anything anything fun? Yeah, honestly, I would like to put out there, I always lose my round one. So that was sick. I lost round one. But the weirdest thing that I faced was probably just Michael Zhang's team on day two. Other than that, I kind of just got classic, you know, sun, rain, how and Tay kind of stuff. But uh yeah, I ended up versing Michael Zhang and he had the pre marina and the Latios yeah. and the Magmar and the combo. Oh, nice and, uh, man. I actually ran his last uh combo T Tar team, the one that he won sack with for a while at our locals. So I kind of knew what I was getting myself into with the combo, but I definitely didn't know my lines into that team. <laughs> it was easily the uh weirdest team. That I came across. Hmm. I mean, understandably so. Yeah. Um, So, game one, I just lost. He he body pressed the f out of me, which was karma for from me and my locals doing that to all my friends. But (laughs) game two, I was like, all right, you need to readjust because, you know, he's very reputable player. I kind of needed to like get the info. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to see like. Was he really just going to go Magmar Como and just start setting up? And he did. So I was like, all right, let's readjust a little bit. So I went Inte, Lando in game two. And then I flying. I was just like, I'm go- I need to go all in. I need to get damage, you know? So I just t- flying Terra my Lando, Terra blasted into his Rilla and stomping Tantrum the Magmar. And he protected the Magmar. And I got and switched in Rilla to Como and didn't fake out. Okay. And then. Luckily, I was able, because of that play, I was able to, like, win game two. But then game three, I was like, okay, I'm going to lead Flutter. Pressure, because I felt like he was going to lead Como again. Pressure him to Terra, mm-hmm. which happened. He led Como, pressured him to Terra, and I degleaned. But I should have clicked Parish Song, in my opinion, to force his Como to eventually reposition. But I'd say Michael Zhang, he is not scared of anything. <laughs> he will yeah. just sit there and set up in your face, and you are going to get body pressed, and you are going to lose. That's terrifying. Yeah, he's an amazing player. Like I was just happy to meet someone and battle someone of that level and, you know, get to play a team that I was really stoked. That is cool. And that's like, I'm glad you bring this one up too because the fact that Magmar and Electabuzz have had this weird resurgence because of Follow Me and <laughs> Eviolite is so cool. Like really? Magmar, like I mean, the Magmar obviously we talked about, you know, follow me, protect, helping hand, overheat. But then Electabuzz now gets uh, Electro Web and like protect and stuff like that with, with follow me. So it's like, I love that people have found the they they're like scraping the bottom of the barrel to be like, okay, I need redirection, I need bulk, and I need something that's not a grass type. Yeah. And so the craziest thing was he had three grass terras and three steel terras on his team. Yeah. So, but if you if you think about it, right, like 
grass terra magmar follow me next to pre marina pre marina is only weak to electric and grass like it's it's such a smart team and he actually was nice enough to send me the spreads after so nice. i gotta mess around with it it's so hard to pilot but like it's such it's such a good team if you could learn how to pilot the team you can definitely win matches with it for sure very nice. cool pre marina has like the highest special attack of like any water type right now yo you guys want to hear the craziest thing ever yes yes no. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Cody. Bro, the craziest thing I went against at regionals was a charger bug. They said it was really bulky, and then I one shot it. <laughs> Crazy. Heck Didn't yeah. you moonblast it? Yeah, yeah. They said it's bulky, and then it couldn't take a fairy terra moonblast. No, it survived the moonblast. All right. I wasn't there. I believe Cody. <laughs> <laughs> When you faced down that, did you actually face down Latios in that match? No, 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 no. He just stuck oh, to man. his flow chart. He, he would bring like um, Magmar, Coma, Rilla, and Primarina, it seemed like. Okay. okay. I yeah, was I feel like. Oh, go ahead. It, oh, just because Latios is everywhere, seeing a Latios so up high, I was like, is it, did it hurt? You know, but if you didn't, yeah. it, it's whatever. I feel like it was there for speed control. I don't know. It, it was definitely there for a matchup. I'm going to play the team more. I will let you know if I figure out what matchup. Okay. Should be doing a lot of damage with Luster Purge Draco Meteor with the Soul Dew. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It had a lot of special attack investment. He did actually release the spread on his Twitter, if anyone is also wondering about it. I imagine his, that's uh, his paste. That, that's got to be for Lando I, right? Because when you yeah. go, because Steel, Le uh, Steel Levitate is immune to that entirely, and Icy Wind probably nerfs like nukes it if not gets really close i what think 50, purge over uh, luster purge is the same as miss ball they both have so miss ball 50 percent chance to lower special attack luster purge 50 percent chance to lower special defense oh they were both buffed in gen 9 to 95 base power they had been 70 oh. so yeah so, i was uh, i'll nasty. go ahead yeah so 25 base power increase with still getting 100 percent accurate plus stab plus soul, soul do is pretty cool oh my goodness no thanks yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it takes care of ursifu real quick too mm -hmm. very cool uh also back to the magmar electabuzz thing it, it does help that they have great abilities for follow me on it's oh, like very true. body static and vital spirit game very one true. turn one my chin pal got burnt ah yeah, you guys have sick. the stats in front of you? Did, did anybody use Electabuzz in this tournament? Uh, Sure, let me check. It's got like 65-65 for HP and defense, something like that. There's only one. And they both have the oh, same okay. bulk. Shout out to the one Electabuzz guy. Yeah, yeah. There, were, there, there were four Magmar, though. And only six yeah, Smeargle. I, I saw so much like fear-mongering about Smeargle, uh, Smeargle cool. heading into the you know dlc2 back in i don't know may or whatever when we're like oh my god smeargle's gonna come back and it just it hasn't really done anything what was the highest placement i mean it uh, did day two i to... lost to one it was terrible it was what the was, worst experience nobody uh, was using i'm just curious because you know i think a lot of people were trying to figure out how to use smeargle Obviously, someone found a little bit of success with it. What was he using it for? His highest placement was Enzo Recci getting 23rd. Uh, Spore nice. Follow Me Wide Guard Fake Out with Moody and Ghost Terra. Yep. That, yeah, that 
<laughs> yeah, okay. that was it. I get it now. <laughs> oh my god, so many was, spores. Then there was one. Oh, then there was this one. And I think I actually fought this on the ladder today. It was on a uh, Blood Moon Ferragoraf team. That's who I went against. Spore, follow me, fake out, and decorate with oh, no. tempo and a grass terra. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Decorate. Sorry, huh? it was the last guy. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So you can you can decorate onto Blood Moon or Choice Specs Chi Yu and uh, Covert Cloak Whimsicott was also on there. All right, let's not give anyone Chi Yu ideas. <laughs> yeah, I'll I swear I don't know Chi-Yu. why. I can never take down a GU. It's like my mortal enemy at this point. They're they're very very strong. So like, good, way, such a little fish. Way bulkier you know, than they should be. Yeah. I'll tell you what. There. Speaking of GU, you guys are familiar with that two 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 archetype? Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the one I almost. I mean, you could say it got second place, but it's not. Uh, I don't it's know. If Glim Dozo counts. Oh, I mean, it's a variant of it. I, I count played... it. If... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree. I count it. Uh, there was a dude, my win and in for day two, Randy Qua. I want to say he's a, like, he's made really high placements at regionals back in like 2014, 2015. I was doing a little YouTube research. He was using a really fancy uh, 222 where it was Dozo, Tatsugiri. That was one, two. And then it was... I want to say it was Chente. It might it have been Chen. Yep. Was it Chente? Mm-hmm. And then it was Psy Spam as the third two. Mm. So that's a choice band on Dozo. What? Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> that was a bizarre no spread. Way. <laughs> With Ghost Wait, Terra? That's what an oblivious. Place? That's so cool. Yeah, it was very, what, very interesting. What place is this? Where are you seeing it? Uh the uh Randy finished 66th, uh six oh, and God. three overall. Did like size spam plus extreme speeding like what? With uh, calm mind, iron crown, AV and a choice scarf, Tatsu and choice bandozo, which makes a ton of sense because with the ghost Terra, it's like no one's gonna expect that, and it's get and it gets Terra blast with and they and they also had rock slide oh for the flux. That's a that's a sick set because it's like a plus two ghost is such a phenomenal defensive typing it's like you really i mean it just loses to wicked blow but like that's fine oh absolutely and his board state was like he would he would pressure the mind game with that wave crash because i don't even think it needed the boost i'm pretty sure i got wave crashed at least once without the tatsugiri and it was like oh my goodness okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like that hurts so bad that's oh wild. man that's wild um okay cool so we already we kind of sort of touched on it already, but uh, what were some like were there, were there be any changes that you guys would make to, uh, to to this team moving forward based on some of the meta stuff that has settled since then? You can go first, boss. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I did already touch base a little bit, but I think. I would take off Rilla. Rilla was pretty much there to like have a fake outer and then just like improve my matchup into size spam and dozo, which I didn't run into any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I was thinking King Gambit. If I add it, you know, nice. another priority is good. Dark's good into size spam. King Gambit's good into the Iron Crown stuff. Maybe like add Ladius for like a little speed control, 
speed control because like Lando eyes always also a problem and like what you said earlier about like the steel Terra Latios and how it just walls it you know it's poison Terra Latios is also really good into it um other than that I really liked everything I potentially if if I kept Rilla Rilla boom I thought about maybe like switching AV to him and choice ban on Entei trying that out but uh yeah, the only immediate changes that I've already made was I've switched Rilla to Fire Terra to test out, put the Protect on him, and switched Snarl on Entei to Terra Blast. And I'm going to see how that does me. I dig it. Very cool. Um, Dante, what about you? Would you make any uh, changes to the team? Uh, overall, I feel like I was comfortable using this into this. Uh, it was the first event, right? Regulation F. It was a really safe team between having Tailwind and Icy Wind and Spore and, you know, the most meta-centric duo of Chente, Fluttermane. So I don't think that I would change anything in retrospect, but moving forward, I am completely, I don't want to say lost, but you saw Dozo in finals, right? We saw Chente, we saw Incineroar not, or oh, was it, was it Pound Knight? Uh, yeah. And Pound Knight was also in finals. Just Dozo and Pound Knight, you know? Okay, yeah. yeah. So moving forward, like an evolution of the team, I don't I don't know if this would work again because I think that there will probably be some kind of metagame adjustment that is unforeseen at this moment. Hmm. Or at least that's my guess. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I think that, I mean, if I were to, to wager based on some of the teams that we saw i mean we did see like a trick room size spam team um plenty of obviously you know pound knight was was present um the flutter main is 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 there i think that people are going to adjust to entei if, if i had to guess i think that that's probably going to be like the, the big adjustment the mm-hmm. fact that to me lando i was down at 23 percent. it was still number nine overall in usage and then for top cut, um, Lando I fell. Was there's only five of them of the forty five teams down to eleven percent. And then in the top eight, there wasn't. There was there were only two Lando I. I kind of see that as something that that could be like returning. You know, because yes, I mean mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't do well into uh, AV normal Terra with Snarl. But if you can sort of like force Terra elsewhere, maybe you can sort of like avoid that um snarl once or twice but it still just does so much damage too it's yeah. devastating devastating yeah. amounts of damage yeah sheer force is so so broken on that thing mm-hmm. yeah uh, i i asked a couple of my friends you know what do you guys think for the metagame moving forward you know playing with all these players and seeing what everybody's going to do for the next regional event and almost everybody unanimously was like i don't know but don dozo is real yeah i think you know dozo and pound knight they're just always kind of crushed the beginning of a format everyone's like all right yeah. new toy syndrome no one knows True. you know there's no meta no one really knows what they're doing so to speak minus you know maybe a couple people and yeah it's just not figured out yet so it's just like hit hard get ko's mm-hmm. <laughs> take no them down anymore you know, hope you did but... your calcs hope the new mons can live in terra normal esp next to pal yeah um well that is uh 
that is something that we I'm very excited to see with Charlotte in two weeks. All right, and not not this weekend, but next weekend, uh, the 20th and the 21st. It's the uh, the second tournament of Regulation F is or uh, a new tournament is always kind of like you know interesting to see how how things change and ultimately how things stay the same. But we still have some time to get to before that. But we don't want to take up any more time for you, the listener, or for you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on. This will be the end of our podcast. Tony did have to drop off somewhere around the uh, five-eighths mark. So uh, we hope he is doing well. He's just had some adulting stuff, but uh, didn't even say goodbye, which is sad. It happened last time too. It did. I know. It's like <laughs> Irish goodbyes and fades. Yeah, he just dips. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna edit in a goodbye for him later. Okay. Perfect, okay. Spicer. I know you're on it. Nice. It's um, me, Tony. I'm leaving because I'm a weenie. <laughs> oh man, Tony, you just pop right back on. That was good. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming on. I really do appreciate it. So we'll just uh, say our goodbyes as we always do. Spicer, you kick it off, man. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks. Slop? Um, yeah, I want to shout out my boy, Cody Clark. I want to shout out Benji and KJ, who also got day two from our local Portland squad and my Gambit's game crew. Uh, Lane S, Nathan, you guys are awesome. And yeah, thanks for having me on again. And Absolutely. I hope everyone has a great night. Cool. And Dante? Yeah, uh, like uh, Sloss said over there, shout out to the Portland guys, man. They were a really good community. Vegas and Portland got together afterwards and had a little, you know, after pizza event and whatnot. So uh, and thank you guys for allowing me to talk on the podcast. It's always great to talk about something that you love. And I certainly love VGC. So this was awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you both for coming on. Do appreciate it. Like I said, And thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Class dismissed. No, you did great. All right, say what you want to say. Yeah, I just needed to add a couple shout-outs here. The last ones weren't enough. I got a shout-out. Lumberry Beatdown uh, every Friday, sometimes Saturday night. Limitless tour that me and my boy Cody and Clark throw. Everyone should go check it out. And I want to shout-out my boy Peter Ho and Carson Jones. And uh, thanks again for everyone. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, it's Friday, 6 p.m. PST, Lumberry Beatdown. God bless. Cool. While I got you captive here, I'm also going to shout out Gil, X Mayhem, uh, Vortex, and, you know, Dante was already on the podcast, and Fresco. And, and you know, I'm probably going to cut this out. Forgetting <laughs> somebody. Yeah, we're not going to do my shout out. Nah, dude, you already said it. Do your shout outs. That's your squad. Okay, let me find them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm make make your list. Somebody. Make your list. Oh, Corpsey Boy, of course. Josh Diamond. And those are the homies that came out. Those are the the villains. Yeah, we also got to shout out uh, Cody's girl, Ashley, for letting me use her computer and mic because me and Cody don't have nice shit. Right. And then shout out to God 
through whom all things are possible. So jot that down. Without God, we wouldn't have RNG. So thank you. Shout out Zach Savage, professional rollerblader extraordinaire. Check him out on YouTube and Instagram. Okay, we're definitely cutting this out. Okay. Cutting this out? This is oh, okay. amazing. Oh, it's over. <laughs> oh, it's over.